Welcome to the Cheryl Reeves Show. This is our one of our basketball shows at TalkNorth.com. Of course, it's much more than a basketball show, as our, our regular listeners know. Uh, the boss, Cheryl Reeves, is on the phone with us. Brandon Morton is the producer. I'm Jim Suhan from the Star Tribune. And Cheryl, last week we kind of did a, a retrospective show in a lot of ways. But this is a really interesting time to look ahead as well. Uh, we're beginning of the new year, and you are now the uh, USA women's basketball coach. Final Four is going to be played in Minneapolis. You have a very strong roster going into a WNBA season. We have the schedule right in front of us. Um, which which of those topics do you want to start with today? I guess I'm, I'm kind of intrigued just by what you look forward to the most at this moment. Well, you know, as I uh, have had conversations around the league, uh, you know, what, what hits all of us is uh, the, the the turn of the of the calendar year uh, now turns into a sprint uh, for those of us in the WNBA, um, and so it's an exciting time, and and so you know, lots of chatter, you know, just around how we all want to improve our teams, and you know, pending free agency, and and in, in our case. Uh, and some of the, the WNBA coaches that'll be a part of this, um, you know, we have a, a FIBA window in, in February that, that we're focused on. And uh, so lots going on. And, and uh, like I said, January, you know, January one hits and suddenly, you know, it, it feels like we're, you know, we're, we're about to sprint. This is part of the TalkNorth.com podcast network. We have a great sports lineup. We have a great outdoor lineup. We have variety shows and we're adding to it constantly. Thank you so much for listening and helping, helping us get where we are now. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton, our sales executive, Karen Cleary, and our sponsors on the Cheryl Reeves show, Rudy Luther Toyota, All Energy Solar, My Realtor, Cara Quinn, Successful Marketing Group, and Pizza Luce for hosting our live shows. Thanks to all of them. I'm really intrigued by, uh, you know, first thing I do as a sports writer is when I see a team's schedule come out, is I start looking at it and thinking, okay, that's a win. That's probably not a win. That's a tough one. That's an easy one. <laughs> I know you. I know coaches and general managers do not think the way the rest of us think. So, what did you think when you saw the schedule? Um, that well, you know, so obviously behind the scenes, we get a couple of drafts before the before you guys get to see the final version. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so we were kind of working through the process there, and um, you know, and, and of course the things that we're thinking about on on you know sort of the inside is you know how, how the schedule came out in terms of what we're managing and number of days playing uh, how frequently we're playing and so then your mind as a coach shifts towards you know what what has to happen uh, to put our best foot forward physically uh, what kind of a year is it going to be how many preseason games should we play you know that sort of thing you got you kind of start to to move towards that I know you guys start thinking wins and losses that's the furthest thing uh, you know, I think you can see tough stretches. That's probably what we look at more. Um, you know, and, and it's not necessarily where you go wins and losses. It's a little more, you know, what's the best way to plan, you know, a, a nine, nine day road trip, four games, you know, that are going to have you bounce all over the country. Um, you know, what's best for our team? What are we going to be doing on those trips? That's where our mind goes as opposed to, you know, uh, we certainly, I don't, I don't think, you know, most coaches think about wins and losses because um, most coaches don't think they're ever going to win a game. So <laughs> I think that's probably a little bit more, uh, you know, how we think. <laughs> uh, free agents will be starting sometime soon here. And uh, your last free agent class, most notably Kayla McBride, Ariel Powers, Natalia Chanwa, they all had their moments last year. McBride obviously was the most productive of the three. What What are your expectations for those three going into the season, uh, assuming that they're, you know, pretty healthy and ready to go. Yeah, I think that's a big part, uh, making sure that they're healthy and ready to go. 
Um, they each understand, um, you know, they, they've been now in the culture for a year. They've been a part of it. I think it's easier anytime you do something for a second time. So coming into training camp, they, you know, they're going to feel more ownership for their team. Whereas I think before that first year, you know, like, you know, while you came here, they're, I think, you know, they're happy to be links, but now greater ownership. And, and so I think from a leadership standpoint, um, they know what's expected. And, and so I think, you know, more than just putting a toe in the water, you know, getting in and swimming around and, and, you know, being a much bigger part of things in terms of leadership and, uh, and establishing, you know, expectations, and uh, that sort of thing. I, I think they'll, they'll be big pieces for that. I want to thank Arrow Powers and Laser Clarendon for coming out to the Winter Wear Drive and the Cheryl Reeves show at Pizza Luce last month. They were a blast. Uh, just great people to talk to and obviously very good hearted to be able to be willing to contribute to uh, such a, a cool event. Uh, any any indicators on Laser Clarendon? Are you anywhere near uh, being able to say whether she's going to be with you this next year? Yeah, that's that's the you know the part of free agency that you know you're trying to sign your own players, and as we know, Lasia had you know such a great impact on our team, and you know was such a great story for us in in 2021. Um, you know, free agency is a is a whole different animal, and and a lot of these vets haven't got experienced true free agency, uh, you know, because there have been cores and long term contracts because the money wasn't necessarily different in one place versus the other, and but there's a lot more movement now, and and. Um, you know, I, I like, I, I think veterans should really take their time and they know what they're looking for and, and, uh, you just never know. And, and so we will certainly, you know, put our best foot forward as free agency opens. And, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, in terms of your own players, you don't need to sell them on what's here. Uh, they, they know what's here. It's, it's more about, you know, is this still the right thing for them? Uh, you know, life events happen, things change. And, and so, uh, we'll take nothing for granted, and and uh, you know we certainly appreciate Lasia's contributions in 2021. Um, you know, as we said, great great story. Um, you know, but we'll we'll make no assumptions about what 2022 brings for Lasia. As an outsider, I saw you know your ideal starting five when it, when it was on the floor together looked to me like you know pretty close to a championship caliber five uh did you look at it that way and and are you intrigued to see what could happen if you can get that group healthy and together again yeah i i agree we we did we we liked the group that we had a lot um we thought we would have you know everything that you would need to to be a championship team a strong starting five uh a diversified starting five in terms of skill set uh we thought we had a deep bench uh, so we thought we had, um, you know, the elements of a championship team. We just never, never got it together. Um, you know, in this season, we'll be missing a big piece of that in, in Collier. Um, and so uh, do we still think we have a, a competitive team if we can get everyone back uh, minus fee? Yes. Um, we, we really felt like, you know, despite the challenges, we still somehow, somehow scratched and clawed our way to uh, a number three seed. That's, you know, that, that's, I think was pretty impressive in terms of the group's ability to do that. So now if we're starting from a different place um, and know what we're capable of, we're certainly going to miss Fee and, and, and her contributions on the court. Um, you know, but I do think we have enough talent, again, if we're able to be successful in free agency, uh, to be right there again. And, and that's all we can ask for. And uh, is it a – I want to make sure I get this exactly right. Are you talking about – uh, Collier missing the beginning of the season or missing the entire season? 
Well, I just think when you have uh, these situations, I'm the type that I'm, I'm assuming, you know, until, until fees there, the same way we do with Odyssey. Um, you know, I, I say you don't have her until you have her and you won't know until you get there. Uh, so I think it's best you know, to plan, especially in a shortened season, um, you know, with, with regular season being done, as you saw on the schedule by, by mid August, um, you just don't know, you know, um, I think, you know, people don't understand, you know, the, the pregnancy part of it, how hard it is and how, how unpredictable it can be and how it's different for everyone. I think women make these things look so easy, um, that we think, okay, here's the date, you know, that, that fees, you know, scheduled to deliver and boom. Okay. No, you just, I just, I just think, you know, you have to take a different approach to it and, you know, we don't have fee in, in, until we have fee and, and whenever that is and, you know, or isn't. Uh, so I, I plan for not having fee because that's the safest place for me to plan from a general manager, manager perspective. I'll, I'll just speak for myself. If I had to deliver another human being, <laughs> I would need two years off and a medal. And I, and I, and I th- that's factual. I think that was tr- be very true for men. Uh, you know, it would, it, women I would need a lot of praise easy. too. I would need a lot of praise <laughs> exactly. and back massages. <laughs> and ice cream. That's right. <laughs> All right. Speaking of uh, of, of women uh, who are mothers, uh, Candace Parker, the Associated Press uh, Female Athlete of the Year. Any thoughts on that? Very cool. Um, yeah. You know, probably you know one of the you know the more fun stories. If you you know if you're a Candace Parker fan, um, you know in terms of following the story of you know her returning home, you know to Chicago and getting them over the hump to win a championship. Uh, it doesn't happen without Candace Parker. And, and so, you know, certainly uh, I think the first WNBA player, I believe maybe to, to win that award. Uh, so. so, you know, yeah. So I, I would say very impressive, very deserving. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors again, who make this uh, show happen, who make this network thrive. Uh, let's start by thanking Rudy Luther Toyota. Ready for a women forward car dealership. Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. Ten cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. Also, thank you to All Energy Solar. As a home improvement project, solar energy can start paying for itself the moment the system is powered up. It can pay back 100% of the installation costs within within eight years. Plus, a system from All Energy Solar can even pay back over 300% of its cost over its lifetime. Learn how you can make the switch at allenergysolar.com. Thanks also to my realtor, Cara Quinn. I never have a script from Cara. She never tells me what I should say about her. So I always just go to personal experience. She's been great. Uh, We're going to sell our house. We're going to move into a new place. She helped us find a lot. She helped us find a builder in a place where there wasn't supposed to be any available land. Uh, We're building, you know, a house we're really going to love. Uh, and Cara just made everything so easy. CaraQuinnRealtor.com. You can also find her at Vibe Realty. And they have beautiful offices in St. Paul uh, on Selby. If you ever want to go there in person, just go to CaraQuinnRealtor.com 
Carl will take care of everything, as she says on her website, love where you live. Thank you also to uh, Glory Ramsey of Successful Marketing Group for putting on the Winter Wear Drive last year, last I guess what, a couple of weeks ago, uh, doing such great work and supporting the podcast and the network so much. Uh, that's Glory Ramsey of Successful Marketing Group. Dot com. We're going to be talking about all your players all year long, but the one thing really struck me is thinking, you know, when we, we the last couple of shows we've been talking about your free agent class, your pros to free agency. And I knew that Ariel Powers was a, a good player. And she obviously, you know, she'd been a champion player. She developed into an all-star caliber player, but I, I guess I didn't appreciate how energizing she would be. And I'm wondering, what do you think a full season of aerial powers being healthy and in your starting lineup would look like? Well, and that's, that's what I'm anxious to get to. And, and Ariel and I, Ariel and I have had uh, multiple conversations about, um, you know, this is what we brought her here for. Um, you know, there, there, this is a, an investment in a player that we think is on the verge of, of greatness. And that's what we invested in. And that's what we were projecting uh, and so she very much wants that, uh, wants to be in that role. And so I, I think, you know, you, you get an in-shape aerial that knows that she's being counted on nightly uh, to be there, to physically be there and to, you know, to be healthy and to give exactly what you, what, you know, being, being herself means bringing energy. Um, and, and so she gives a personality you know, to your team. And, and I just think it's incredibly valuable. And I'm looking forward to see, um, you know, really this next phase of maturity in her career, that's what it is. And that's what I'm excited to be a part of and help her get there. And, and, uh, I'm excited to see that in 2022. Is there any basketball skill that she needs to develop or, or learn, or is she kind of there as a basketball player and you just need her to fit in well? Yeah, I, I think that's, I think consistency. Um, I think because she wasn't there for so much of training camp for the install, uh, to many elements of her offense, um, you know, those things are kind of hard when you're just, you know, everyone else has been doing it for months and then you're just getting dropped into it. So you're, you're, it's a little bit more clunky stops and starts, you know, Oh, I thought you were going to go here. Oh, you know, and so Ariel has an idea, but yet these guys have been doing things a certain way. And so that gets eliminated when, when you're there from the start and, and you're a part of what's being created. And, um, and I think that will be easier for, for Ariel and everyone else in terms of um, just the, the overall instincts. I think in terms of her skill set, uh, just like any player, you always think that, you know, gosh, I want to add this. I want to add that. Um, I like her game a lot. I think it's more about uh, an endurance. You know, can you repeat it over and over and over again? Um, and that's that's what most players train for. Um, so there's the physical endurance that allows your skill set. Uh, that you can just perform versus trying to survive physically. Uh, and then that affects your skill set, if that makes sense. And so, you know, being in great shape is the number one thing. If AP can do that and be the best best conditioned athlete that she can be, which, which is what we ask for from all of our players, uh, and do that and, and, you know, be ready to start a training camp, you know, then, then you see your skills shine. Uh, but otherwise your skills get affected because if you're, if you're not able to do it, if you're able to do it for the first two minutes but not the next two, um, you know, then you're not going to find as great a success as you could find. How much, I don't know if, the, don't know if control is the right word, how much influence do you have on your athlete's ability and willingness to stay in shape and get in shape in the off season? Well, I mean, you can't want it for somebody, right? It's, right. it's just like everything. Um, and so I think, 
uh, I think you, you try to select people that you know that are self-starters and, and take initiative and, and all that. that that's, what you're, that's what you're going for. And, and uh, uh, we also are, are pretty hands-on in providing the resources. Uh, we're in touch with players. If they need us, we're there. If, if they feel like, you know, hey, I need a little bit of guidance here and there, um, but I've got this, then, then you, know, you go forward with it. You know, so everybody needs something a little bit different. Um, but I, I know that, uh, the off season is, you know, something we're, we're pretty active and involved in. And, and, you know, if you, if you want it and, you know, we're, we're there all the time, you know, if you need it just sometimes, okay, we're there sometimes. And, and, uh, you know, I mean, and then, and then hopefully, you know, if you were somebody that didn't necessarily want us around a whole lot, you better be in great shape. <laughs> uh, cause the next night, the up, next off season, you, you will not have this, uh, as big a say <laughs> in it. So you develop trust and, and that's why I say you try to, you know, you try to learn that about players and, and uh, you know, there's every off season is a little bit different for players. I, I do like when they go overseas and play, I think it's helpful. Um, it maybe is a little harder to expand skills. It's like, there's some, you know, pros and cons to playing versus not playing. But um, I think the biggest con to not playing is just how do you keep yourself in shape uh, so that you're ready when training camp starts, you don't use training camp to get in shape. Um, and that, that's every, every coach would tell you that, uh, about their players. Um, this is not exclusive to, you know, just links players, you know, those that can do it, you know, will, will definitely see an advantage, uh, as they start their season. And I always like to, you know, start from a position of strength as opposed to, you know, playing the catch up that we had to play last year. It's really interesting you said that because that's always been my perception across all sports about athletes. Because, you know, in baseball players, sometimes are encouraged to go play winter ball in the Caribbean or South America. And, you know, it's like some athletes are better off just dedicating themselves to, to conditioning and strength and skill building. And and other athletes are might need more of the game experience. Uh, but I've seen, I think I've seen more athletes break through when they just dedicated an entire off season to either skill or strength. Yeah. And I think that's true. Um, but you know, it's like everything in moderation, you, you know, you can't go overboard in one and, and then not touch another. Right. Um, you know, I, I think players are pretty big into their skill development. Everybody's got a, you know, a player development coach now <laughs> that, that they work with. But I think that without some level of playing isn't all that helpful. Uh, Crystal Dangerfield is one we hadn't mentioned yet. Um, you know, Crystal spending time with her skill skills coach, I think is great. Um, you know, she, she feels like she needed some of that, but then I, you know, then I also think a young player needs to play against other professionals and really start to some of the stuff that you're working on in skills, start to apply it. Um, and so I, there's no greater experience than actually doing it and playing in games. Uh, and I especially feel that way if, if there are younger players in the league. Well, at our last live show, Cheryl, you were basically saying, hey, I, I don't think the NBA is actually going to hire Becky Hammond as a head coach. Uh, and that really foreshadowed what came down the pike. Becky Hammond is now the head coach of the Las, of the Las Vegas Aces. Uh, and it's it's I think it's great news in some ways because I think Becky Hammond's a great figure to have in your league. Uh, but I wonder what you think of it. Is, is it a good thing that she came back to the WNBA? Is it a bad thing that the NBA basically didn't? Uh, treat her as a serious candidate. Uh, both of those can be true. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. In that, you know, certainly, you know, Becky, Becky has always valued the WNBA and, um, you know, to, to have an opportunity for uh, an all time great like her wanting to come back. You know, people are excited about that. I think that's great. 
Um, but it is, it certainly is disappointing. And, and I think with uh, what Becky will tell you or what she can tell you, which is different than what, you know, if, if you, if you, you know, had her in a place that she could really talk, um, I'm sure that all the women in the NBA would probably have some things to say, uh, about, uh, the NBA and the, the way, you know, like I said before, it's window dressing and they're really not empowering them. And I don't think that they necessarily have plans, uh, for a woman to lead, uh, an NBA team. We're, we're far away from that. Uh, Adam Silver may want it, but I don't, I don't think that's what the, the membership is, uh, is where they're at. So I think what happened with Becky was, I don't, I think Becky was probably steadfast in her journey, um, you know, to coach in the NBA, to be the first head coach, um, in the NBA, the, uh, first female. But I think what happened was that Las Vegas just really came after her. And so, you know everybody's got a price tag, right? It, you know, an offer you can't refuse. That you go, I got to go do this. And so I think maybe the doubt in her mind, coupled with that, is probably where 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 she got to. And and you know, she's super excited about the opportunity. And as she mentioned in her interviews, you know, so when somebody really wants you like that, it, it's a great feeling. And that wasn't the feeling that she was getting in the NBA. Yeah, and some of the interviews I read from Becky were her saying, "Hey, they were." I'd go in an interview with an NBA team. They say, "Well, you've only been with the Spurs, and you haven't been a head coach before." And what's amazing about that is that so many of Popovich's assistants throughout the years have had were only with the Spurs and hadn't been a head coach, and they got head coaching jobs. Yeah, it's common. It's common. It, this in this case, it's the NBA, but it's common in the corporate world. Um, it's, it's just extremely common when a uh, woman is in position for a promotion or a leadership position that there are just this um, for years, the ways in which that we hold women down, that we find the reasons that it's easier to take a leap of faith in a guy than it is, uh, quote, a leap of faith for, for a woman to do something. So th- that's permeated, you know, corporate world, sports world for years. And it's no different. It's still the same. Uh, the NBA has not changed. The culture of men's sports has not changed. And, um, you know, that's, that's just what we do. You know, we look for the reasons and, and, and that's, um, I think probably maybe what Becky started to pick up on, like, wait a second. So they've only been in San Antonio as well, and they've never been a head coach. Uh, yeah. So that's, it doesn't add up. And, and so I think, I think the NBA needs to, you know, kind of own it. They need to own you know, like, yeah, we're not ready. There's a lot of, a lot of coaches that openly talk about it. You know, the women infiltrating, you know, their culture, they're, they're not comfortable with it and they want to do business as usual as, as it always was in the past. And so they're not ready. None of, none of the men's sports are ready for that. And it's disappointing. And, but I want to stop giving uh, the NBA credit for diversifying because that you know checking a box of diversity is different than diversity and inclusion and empowering and you know that's that it's just let's stop giving them credit Let, let's stop doing that and i wouldn't be surprised if you saw more of the women that are on the uh have nba roles um leaving uh for for better positions in the wnba and and uh you know obviously we welcome back with open arms uh you know bill lambeer was I don't have a real good feel for whether Bill was ready to step aside anyway or whether he stepped aside specifically for Becky. Do you have any feel for all of that? 
Yeah, Bill and I have been in touch through the years uh, about this and where he where he was in Vegas and what he always wanted in Vegas. And Bill Bill doesn't get enough credit for what he's done in this league and how good he's been in this league. And then also the ways in which uh, he's empowered former players to to be coaches in this league. And he's got two, uh, Tanisha Wright and Vicky Johnson, that that worked for him that he positioned. Obviously, myself, uh, Katie Smith. Uh, he's got a great track record, and so he's he's a big reason why. Uh, the talent pool has been diversified uh, as, as of late. And I think for the first time in a while, you know, the number of women coaching and women of color is the highest it's been. And that's, you know, it, 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 the bar isn't high, <laughs> but, you know, we are, uh, you know, we are, we are surpassing, you know, the, the levels from before and Big's a big, uh, Bill's a big reason why. And, and Bill, Bill's always been a great visionary. Uh, he's always steps ahead of people. And that was something that I found really fascinating about him. Um, I always joke. I'm like, Bill's really smart. It's one of those things you don't want to say out loud around Bill. Um, but he, Bill's really, really smart. And and he'll tell you that too. Um, but he, he's really smart. And um, he just always, he was a visionary. And, and so for him, he has, for the last few years, wanted a successor. And um, he'll tell you this was his idea. Uh, Becky Hammond and whether the actual specific person, but I know for sure that this, he wasn't long, you know, he was, he was, you know, closer to the end, right? Like he was, he was, he knew Mm -hmm. uh, if he could get a good situation uh, that he would be happy. And, and he's been so committed to the franchises he's been with and Vegas is no different. I don't necessarily love all the ways in which Mark Davis has done things since he's been there as it pertains to, Bill and, and Dan Padover and the people that were there and the business staff, uh, it was like a takeover, right? And so when you have a takeover, you, you have some things that, you know, change quite a bit. And so I don't necessarily love that part of it. I hope that they're, uh, that they've treated him well, but I, I know that Bill will always take the high road um, and, and that he put himself in position to, um, you know, set this franchise up. And, and so, you know, Bill, Bill, Bill needs a ton of credit uh, for the place that the Las Vegas Aces are in uh, to position themselves to, to be able to get Becky Hammond. So obviously I'm, I'm a fan of, of Bill's work. Next week, uh, we have a lot to talk about. The Liberty coaching change. Uh, we want to list, first of all, we want to wish Lindsey Whalen uh, uh, good health and a recovery. Yeah, from her speedy recovery. Pardon me? Yeah. Yes, yeah, wish speedy her a recovery speedy recovery. For, she's tough. We know she she's is tough. tough. But, you know, yeah, I just I hope she's OK. Um, she's I, she's I a great too. human being. I hope she's OK. Well, I also want to ask you next week about Gino Ariema and Muffet McGraw. That's weird. And uh, resigning Bridget, Car- you know, putting out an offer to Bridget Carlson. We have a, you know, what I'm trying to say is we have a lot to talk about next week. Uh, for this week, we're going to say thank you to Cheryl. Thank you to Brandon. And thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com.